0: Jalil White was fine though. Oh, I saw him outside of Urkel for like the I, first time. I love when I he was, was like, switched over to this other character. Yes. Like
1: Welcome to Black Girl Voices. A podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes.
0: Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat
1: with your best girlfriends. You will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable.
0: We're your host, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. Um, First of all, happy Black History Month. We've got to start there. It is... February if you're listening to this and so you know this month is all about everything blackity black we are celebrating black culture black history all of the things and because of that we kind of wanted to keep that theme for this month's episodes Um, and so we're going to start off with black shows and why they're so sacred to us Um, talk about some of our favorites There will be some spoilers if you're an Insecure fan, but I think most of the people um, that when I was posting on social media, I noticed that a lot of the people who follow us already watch Insecure, so it's probably not a spoiler by now. The season has already ended, but we're going to talk a little bit about um, the new season of Insecure that just ended, so there may be some spoilers then, and just kind of like talk a little bit about... Why we hold these shows and 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 sitcoms so near and dear to us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely came up with this idea when Insecure ended because it was just a show unlike any other for right. the black community for our culture um, and, and
0: one for of the, our era too,
1: and for our era, the millennial yeah. era for yeah. sure. Um, and honestly, you know. We've, we've talked before in other episodes about the stereotypes that are portrayed in the media by, um, excuse me, by the media about Black people. And even some of the shows we're going to mention have problematic themes oh, sure. and, and um, ways. And, and we'll talk about these things. We'll talk about ways that they were problematic because I think that's important to talk about. But more importantly, we'll talk about what they've done for black community and how they've just been such a symbol of our joy and our culture um and you know there it's it's something that you know even though we've had these wonderful shows and and we've and we've had great success with with a handful of them it's important to understand that there still only is a handful there's still yeah. only a handful. And I I, I also, even too, even though, of course, it's Black History Month, we're foc- and this is Black Girl Voices, and we're focusing on Black people, I also, too, think about that while there is only a handful of Black shows, there's even less than that when it comes to shows that feature um, Latinx families or Hispanic families, Asian families, and Indigenous families, and um, any other group of color that I may have forgotten there. So it's important to understand that... Um, you know, presentation
0: is, is still trash. It's still funny.
1: absolutely 100%. So, um, but that said, you know, Siobhan, why don't you, why don't you get us started?
0: Um, I kind of wanted to start off with one of my favorites growing up. Um, and I, and I think because we're talking about Insecure, it's a good, I feel like it paved the way for Insecure Girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I feel like Girlfriends paved the way for Insecure. I personally, the reason I loved Girlfriends was at the time, Joan, um, which is which is tracy ellis ross um, for those of you who, who don't know if you haven't watched girlfriends please please go watch that oh but, yeah um, you can
1: you can catch it on netflix i believe right yes, now it's on, it's on netflix. netflix
0: yes go binge that but um tracy ellis ross who is joan um she was a lawyer in there but she was also the the thing i love so much about the show is in in so many um, sitcoms and, and and TV shows. The woman always needs a mate. She always needs a husband, or she always needs someone to rescue her. And Joan was single for most of the show. I mean, she she definitely dates plenty. There's plenty of dates that the h- hilarious um, kind of going through her timeline of dating partners. But she even now, like she's she's a single woman. She did, she's not married. She doesn't have kids. But she kept that single independent successful black woman Mm -hmm. in her character and that is what I loved about it especially watching it at the time I never thought I wanted kids I you know I never really thought about marriage much like so for me as a, a teenager at the time that was inspiring like I was looking at a black woman finally on tv she was like one of the leads she had a successful job she was Happy buying! Oh, and also, it, it got to feature you know black women enjoying luxurious things. We don't see that often either, like black yeah. women, black women in luxury. So it, I got to kind of fantasize about that life. Um, and so she was definitely one of my favorites. And I mean, obviously, there's there's plenty more characters. Like I love Lynn um, and her free, but just the also the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It was the sisterhood, and I think that's why I fell in love with *Insecure* so much because it focused on the sisterhood. Like there was lots, you know, talking about love and and careers, but it was about sisterhood. And I think we don't get much of that. There's always like a focus on a love interest, or there's always a focus on our struggle, or you know, especially if we're talking about like a Tyler Perry movie, we're always like the beat down black woman trying to claw our way back up. But it wasn't about that. And the focus was on friendship and, and black sisterhood. And I, I just love that so much. Yeah, but I'm sure you watch girlfriends growing up too, right?
1: I did. I did watch girlfriends growing up. I didn't finish it. So I'll be honest and say I never I don't remember why. Um, I'm trying to find when it was when the last episode was or when when how how long the series ran for
0: it didn't um, have a definitive a definitive like ending which would definitely broke my heart
1: um, um i feel like there's some reason why i got busy or something that went that caused me to just fall off so mm-hmm. it is something that i am re on netflix right now um
0: it's a good, oh, that's I so know.
1: weird. Why does it say 2000 like it. to 2020 on IMDb? That is so inaccurate.
0: Very inaccurate. What the heck?
1: No, it <laughs> definitely did not, end. The, it did not
0: get ten, <laughs> two years please. ago. So. Uh, a black
1: show getting, I mean, but since the Cosby show, when is a black show gotten 10 years? Come on now. Right. Um. Right. Yeah, that's going to bother me. I really want to figure it out because I'm just like, why did I stop watching that? But I did. I did watch it when it first came out and I watched it for the first few years. Um, cause it started in 2000. Um, but why am I having, I had, I also years. think, oh yeah, it ended. Okay. It's the final episode aired on February 11th, 2008. So that's actually a pretty good run. I was graduating high school, so I can, I can see why I probably fell off of it. So I probably just got busy with high school stuff. But, um, I remember really, I, I, everything you said for sure. I always loved seeing, as we talk about with representation someone who resembled me and Tracy Ellis Ross is one of the first black celebrities black female celebrities that i have seen that really resembled me we have very similar hair texture and i especially in that time frame in the 2000s when most black women were still wearing their hair straight as was everybody else on girlfriends they were wearing their hair straight or they had to right, fit or whatever in. else um and also the per, per, um, black women predominantly i say predominantly, that's the wrong word, but you know, black women and black people just as we've just talked about for the African-American vernacular English were a lot of times spoke a certain way that I didn't speak as much, especially with growing up with the parental you know, supervision that I grew up with and the guidelines and even just being from the Midwest. So when I saw Joan, I saw hair that looked like mine. I saw a Black woman that didn't speak predominantly AAVE. And I saw that she was awkward. And I was awkward. I was nerdy. I was always that weird, just kind of a little different. And she was also the main, main, main character too. Um, So, you know, for someone who wasn't super sexy all the time, it always felt like Black women either had to be sexy or they had to you know, present themselves a certain way or be sassy or be exactly that very stereotypical or be beat down and broke down to see someone that wasn't any of those things, but still own their unique, awkward, sexy, and still wear their hair proudly and big when it wasn't very trendy to do so. That made me feel very seen. So that was, that was my favorite thing about Girlfriends. So same with Joan being my favorite character, but for slightly different reasons.
0: I I also think it's it's really important to talk about how this is girlfriends started in an era when we were still pretty young watching girlfriends. However, oh, yeah. I mean I think about Let's it. I was Actually like, talk about the fact that our parents let us watch a lot of things we ain't have no business right. watching. And, but and I think about it, I, I don't even know that my mom always knew that I was watching girl and, and I don't think she would have really minded with girl with girlfriends anyway. But um I, I think about it and I think some of the reasons we were so drawn to some of the adult shows that weren't technically age appropriate is because we weren't seeing ourselves on Nickelodeon we weren't seeing ourselves on Disney Channel oh, we were—I well, mean, I we so had we're, like that's so Raven say, that's so. so Raven
1: proud but family like,
0: let's give props <laughs> yeah we had a couple but overall like when we're talking about like um um uh, a lot of like the game shows and stuff that that was going on and like Nickelodeon and stuff like we weren't we weren't featured. We weren't oh, like the uh, oh, all that was one of my faves. This is all, but I don't yeah. I, I think Clean Kenan and Cal was one of my faves. Who loves orange soda? Um Cal <laughs> loves orange soda. Um anyway, and then I Good Burger. You. But um but I just feel like some of these shows, being that they were all black casts. Mm-hmm. some of us were feeling seen. Some of us were feeling represented. Oh, sure. Some cool. of us were, yeah, I, that I that's what I mean. Like, of course we had our shows on Disney and stuff, but I mean, there were like one or two of us. We can't relate to like the one or two, but when you have an all black cast, there's somebody on that show you can relate to somehow. And so I, mean, I think yeah. a lot of us found that comfort in those shows.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, I think it's important to understand that in any circumstance, it's just, one show, like the ratio of black shows to white shows is obviously very disproportionate. The ratio of any predominantly show of color to white shows is even worse if you're talking about other communities of color as well. So yes, I mean, you're talking about we had that So Raven and we had The Proud Family and that's it when the rest of Disney Channel had everything else from Lizzie McGuire to even Stevens to insert other shows here so right. um unfortunately because the percentage is so small i definitely agree with what you're saying but i will also say we don't want to forget that that's So raven was a black show black family oh, yeah. black Absolutely. love i love the fact that with that's So raven the which I, I will just go ahead and say that was one of my iconic that that show made,
0: that's made
1: my entire life i remember what i didn't have cable growing up until middle school and finally we got cable and i like begged because i knew that so raven was coming to disney channel and i was like okay like it's time i'm 14 now and that's a ravens and i i need to watch it now like i was i begged for cable just for that show and i i mean of course we all already knew who raven simone was um she's just such an iconic actress for um that in the black community she is just one that has honestly paid her dues she's never really just done done as dirty the cosby
0: show started from the bottom
1: like not the bottom but started from you know very young um and honestly she's one of the she's one of the best in the business if you ask me i really i really do think she doesn't get the flowers she deserves um and she is such a good representation of millennials and she ain't ever done nothing crazy she she ain't go shave a head you know like she's really represented us well um But when That's a Raven came out, I mean, not only to see a Black family unit that was strong, that had money, that, um, you know, not that there's anything wrong with biracial relationships, but sometimes I feel like if we see too much of that, then we're not able to just see that, you know what, Black folks can love Black folks. And because we unfortunately have a problem with a lot of Black men saying Black women are too much and even some Black women saying Black men are too much and not really giving each other a chance to really keep things you know, singular racial, I don't know if that's really a right word, but like just just to just to keep our culture really hot, you know, like just just to right. show that Black love can still be there, to see that on That's a Raven, to see a dark-skinned mom, to see um, Raven be thickums, you know? Like she's always been thickums and she's right. always flaunting yeah. her body and always looked good doing it. Raven was the one that like, I remember because her makeup was always so fierce. That's how I started getting into makeup more. I was never really into it. But when I saw her gold eyeshadow, I want a gold eyeshadow. So I would start um, playing around with it because I saw that you could really look really enhanced and beautiful without look- overdoing it. Um, I love that her boyfriend was black. And I love that Devon's girlfriend was black. I love the fact that they kept black love. I love the fact that they were very culturally, uh, they-, they had a lot of cultural um, uh what sort I'm looking for? Just cultural expression. Black cultural expression was right. really strong, and that's a Raven. Disney Channel did not shy away from, um, from allowing Raven and um, Orlando Brown and Annalise Vanderpool to really have a lot of creative control with that show. And I actually just recently watched an interview that Raven did. It was like an unsung she just recently did, and talked about how how much creative control she really had with that show, and why she did the things that she did, and how she was really. Um, she was really strategic about what makes comedies do well and why she did certain things the way that she did, and I think I just it made me have so much respect for how diligent she was with that show. That um, it, honestly, it makes me want to go watch it again. It blows my mind. So anyway, that's the Raven was wonderful. Proud family, of course, I want to give a shout out to the Proud family as well.
0: Um, was it just another Proud one? family was was really I loved Proud family, but I was actually just reading a post I know what post you're talking about yes. I was thinking about that too not yes. so long ago that I didn't I I never saw obviously as a child we we don't sit and point you don't out know shit. it it's subconscious right it's happening. but like looking back mm-hmm. at the proud family it was I, problematic I see a lot of problematic mm-hmm. things in terms of the way they stereotyped black people mm-hmm. from just the sassy attitudes to DJ DG, DJ she was very mm-hmm. I mean, if there is a stereotype for a black woman, it was DJ fit it. And then they had the Gross Sisters, which were, you know, they were mean, they were bullies. They were, yeah, they They were. The bully had to be portrayed as darker
1: skinned, grayish, ashy, big. That, yeah, it it was very problematic in that it was very anti-black and anti-dark skin, that particular. um, But would
0: I still watch it? Absolutely. Yeah, There was still a lot of great, there
1: was still a lot of great parts and there was still yeah. a representation there. And I, I still like when I'm able to hear that we can have, like, I can hear characters not be forced to stray away from their blackness either.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, yeah. And
1: like, you know, especially with, um, oh, for, I forget the Sugar Mama, you know, is played by Joe Marie Payton or Patton from, family matters and um you know just just having that like familiar sound of a black grandmother oh the old black black grandma yeah right just just all of that was just so um that 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 was was still there's so so great about it of course and um and which i think what was comforting
0: to us that was the comforting yeah there was still a
1: comforting mm -hmm. part to it of course it's still comforting even though it's there's a lot of problematic with, you know, with Dijanae being the darker, the darker character between Mm -hmm. her and Penny Proud and being the one that had a little bit more weight on her and being the one that was loud and annoying and that kind of thing. That was extremely problematic. Um, But there's also a lot of comfort to just hearing people that sound like your family in a show, you know, and, and then, and that's not, that's not the norm. So There's still, there's still some, um, there's definitely still got to give props to Kyla Pratt and the Proud Family fam. Um, What's another show you want
0: to want to touch? And I think okay, so for me this was like the OG show because this is for me this was the epitome of black success. It was black family success, the Cosby Show. And yes, we know that Bill Cosby is problematic. We this we are just talking Cosby Show and Heathcliff. Okay, we are talking his character. The Cosby show was my show. That was like the epitome of black love. The parenting was like the epitome of like black parenting. I mean, it, it, everything about it. I absolutely loved. I loved that. um, Heath was a doctor and she was a lawyer or, she was a lawyer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she was a lawyer. She was a lawyer. I loved that their house was big and beautiful and they weren't like, struggling and suffering. I mean, at the at the time, obviously, these weren't things that I loved about the show. I just loved just the family dynamic and that it was funny and entertaining. But, you know, as I grew older, those were things that I noticed about it because I I saw all of these white family sitcoms, you know, what is it? Family Ma- Matter? not Family Matters, um, Full House. You know, you have Full House and all those shows like that, but you, you didn't, I mean, we had Family Matters. So that was another Black show. But we didn't see as much of the dynamic that the the Cosby show showed. And it was just, I just loved every bit of it. The children weren't like problem children who were, you know, they got good grades. It was just everything about it. I just, I loved, I I feel like they did such a good job and I feel like they probably really worked to take the stereotypes out of that to make sure that they were doing right by these characters.
1: Yep, they did. Um, I watched an interview about this too. I, I would just be binging YouTube, random stuff. Stuff from like 15 years ago pops up, like, oh, Cosby show interview. Why not? Um, and I was, they were the, all the characters around there just talking about that very thing, talking about how one of the biggest things they wanted to focus on with the Cosby shows, like these problems were not black problems that they, right. the kids could have just regular problems like regular kids that right. wanted to sneak off and,
0: and, and wear
1: makeup. At when school. Vanessa
0: went to Baltimore, I'll never forget that. Episode. Oh, that too.
1: Or, you know, <laughs> wanting to wear makeup in school and, and, you know, wanting to date before you're ready and all the things that are just right. normal, but still with so much respect for their parents, but still being kids, um, showing family showing kids have respect for their parents Mm -hmm. and showing what honestly the kind of gentle slash respectful parenting that I strive for because I honestly think gentle and respectful parenting is getting a little overboard nowadays and I feel like they had a really good balance with comments
0: to myself on that that's
1: another episode (laughs) we've (laughs) a lot out here (laughs) discussed having this episode yeah we're gonna have to do it I'm thinking May for Mother's Day um, just you know, we all we were doing this now. We've been like in the middle of recording. Oh, that's a good idea. But right. but um, you know the the way that they respected their children they never laid a hand on their children, but they also had authority,
0: and their yeah. kids also knew who you didn't their play. authority was. You didn't play, you play. There was plenty of times that it was it. Click, click was Claire. felicia Rashad. I think her name was Claire. Yes. There was plenty yeah, of times yes. when Claire was about to uh, <laughs> let Vanessa have it when she oh, stepped absolutely. off to Baltimore that episode, mm-hmm. and um, Heath was holding her back. Like, uh, you better mm-hmm. watch your tone talking to your mom, like that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, you. She's gentle parenting until until you right. start running off at the mouth and starting to think you've grown. So mm-hmm. I yeah. freaking when Sandra said that she wasn't gonna
1: be like she went to law school and she wasn't going to be a lawyer anymore they were going to open a store together after they had and paid Claire said I paid 5000 dollars cents, and I want my money back I want it back
0: <laughs> so I, so I love blessed. how they always calmed each other down too I think like mm-hmm. looking at it now as an adult obviously I wasn't looking at their marriage and like mar- you know marital dynamics but like thinking about it now like the marriage dynamic and the parenting dynamic and how they juggled both and still made it work it's just mm-hmm. so it was mm-hmm. so beautiful to see because we didn't I mean now well, I don't I don't I can't really think of too many sitcoms now but I mean they they don't love to do that very much with black characters you know it's always either or there's a single parent somebody's struggling somebody's in jail and coming back I mean I just I yeah everything about the Cosby show I love so much
1: yeah, I feel like, honestly, haven't seen a strong Black marriage in television from yeah. the, in, until This 100%. Is Us, until seeing Beth and Randall on This Is Us. Mm, um, that
0: is why I love them so much. I was obsessed with them. Their line of communication, like, it was everything. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's important to, to just note that, like, I mean, of course, you know, we talked about That's a Raven and, and her parents, but, like, that's a Disney show. So just talking about primetime television, mm-hmm. Thinking about successful black, strong black marriages, we have Heathcliff and Claire, and then we have Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, and yeah. then we have like Beth yeah, and Randall. Like I'm right. really struggling to figure out any, and of course we have from Family Matters, Joe Marie Payton, and I forget their, I, I know their- The
0: dad's name.
1: The, yeah, I forget their names. Um, I, I mean, Family Matters is one that yeah, I watched too, but it, it, it was know. one that I didn't watch that's like all. the Cosby show. Like what I watched it- But I got annoyed with it after a while. I couldn't get into Urkel. I I,
0: I really, it was corny to me. It was funny for a little while, but it was just too corny to me. It's a lot.
1: That was one of that, but I I actually watched another interview because I'm weird. And Jaleel White was talking about how that was just such a disgusting, not disgusting, but such an embarrassing, ridiculous character to play. It was written specifically to be palatable to the white audience. It was almost like a... At the time, like a modern day, like minstrel, like it was really, really problematic.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. So, I it, yeah, I, 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 think that's why, like, in the back of my mind, I really struggled to get into that because it's um, like you're literally making a mockery of this person. And really then,
0: Jalil Jaleel Jale- White was fine though. Oh, I saw him outside of Urkel for like the I, first. time. I love when he I was, was like, switched over this? to this other character. Yes. like that was my favorite episodes. I'm like, I yes, watched that. I was Asian. like, ooh, hold on. <laughs> oh, very much it? so. <laughs> very, very, very much so. Absolutely, um, but taking it to insecure now, kind of, kind of bringing it all into like a close, and kind of bringing it into like this modern day yes. now. I don't show.
1: understand how we're going to close without talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, though. Like, ooh, okay, yep, we did not touch the Fresh whoa. Prince. And there's like, I think we need to have some honorable mentions for some other shows that were pretty iconic. I have come prepared with a list. So, um, number one, like we know that if there's out of all the shows that we've really talked about, one, there's, there's some that I really feel like crossed over. Unfortunately, we have to say those things, like crossed over, right? We know mm-hmm. Cosby's show crossed over into the white audience. We know that, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm just blanking. What else we talk about? That's So Raven, we're pretty confident That's So Raven crossed over to okay. the, everyone loved That's So Raven, right? But like shows like Girlfriends, I would say, like the show, like Met, That's the show, Girlfriends is, awesome. is on, Right was on the UPN black lineup, very much a black show. I doubt a lot of white folks watched. It. I mean, I'm sure they did, but not to the not to the degree that like a Cosby show, or a Fresh Prince and Fresh also Prince also like Blair. Martin.
0: Martin stayed in the black community, yes,
1: very much. So Martin, um, living single in the is,
0: house, is it different strokes? Different sh- different world, different world. A
1: different world, it's yeah, different, different world. strokes, very different, but a different yeah, world, no, of a course. Different world. All of those shows very iconic for the, the black, black community. community. Um, and I would say kind of stayed there, right? Yeah. Very few right. have have
0: gotten to that point of and I think that's important. Right. That says something. It does that says the reason why I think it didn't cross into the black, I mean, into kind of like the white audience. The mainstream I mean, yeah, the mainstream and, and not that we need to share any of our, you know, our gems, but the reason why I think they didn't cross over is because a lot of those ca- characters weren't palatable. They weren't digestible for the white audience. They weren't, you know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't catering to the black, I mean, to the, to the white audience. And so I think white people just couldn't relate to a lot of it, you know, especially a lot of like maybe some of the issues and things that were that were talked about
1: yeah I, I think there's a lot of a lot of reasons that we could definitely get into, and it would be a much longer episode, but I want to focus on like sticking with like the joy and things of that nature, but you know you're you're def- you're right it's just it's hard to pinpoint hard to pinpoint one thing, but I think it's it's unfortunate though that you have to th- think about what you said though like it's all you have to make something palatable for the white audience you yeah. shouldn't have to do that because Absolutely white folks not. don't have to do anything to make to make shows attracted because like I, I saw this tweet where um, when Bob Saget died and a lo- and someone was tweeting like, you know, some almost at a shock that a whole bunch of black folks were like mourning the, la- the loss of Bob Saget. And then somebody like quote tweeted it and was like, you act like black folks didn't just watch Martin. Like we actually did watch full yeah, house. We did, we did watch, watch, watch Boy Meets World. We did watch, we watched
0: all oh, of I the shows. Boy Meets World. We
1: watched all of the shows. That was a no brainer for us. Yeah. But the fact that it's, not a, that it is a brainer. <laughs> it's the opposite of no-brainer. For Which I white think people, is something that w- the white community should sit with. Right. That's Why is that our problem. And the fact that like in Hollywood, every I, I've mentioned this before. If you haven't watched the documentary on Netflix called ha- called They Gotta Have Us, go watch it because all these iconic black actors are talking about these same eras of the 70s, 80s and 90s of the of the coming of black film and how the entire creation of these shows and movies and characters was all about how do we make this something that white people will want to watch too and Mm -hmm. either making characters extra black or extra white or something that has to make it palatable for a white audience it's unacceptable we shouldn't have to do these things we should be able to have a black show that will be watched by everyone just like a white show can come out and be watched by everyone right that i think is a good segue though into insecure because and i think some honorable mentions to some of the more recent black shows like another show that is getting ready to end like blackish which has done a really great job on
0: yeah. a- on abc and i haven't watched blackish actually i've watched Grownish actually Grownish is probably one we should mention, but I have not watched Blackish. Oh, interesting! You should,
1: uh, you should binge it and watch the final season because it's. I stopped watching it as well. Like I had to, I fell off a little bit, so I'm kind of catching back up. But it is, it is a, honestly a great, 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 great show, and um, it's, it's probably one of, I would say, one of the best black shows of the last decade. I would give it. Mm. Um, so it's it's a good one. And it's one that I can say that um, it seems as though it's been well enjoyed by multiple, multiple audiences, um, which it, it's still, you know, I would say, of course, a little bit more predominantly black as most of our shows will be. But
0: it is one that has successfully crossed over into multiple audiences. And um, I do remember when it first came out, though, because I remember on Twitter, the uproar when it was first coming out. With white folks saying, what if there was a show called Whitish? And people oh, yeah. were like, I mean, just all they don't have to be called whitish. All the shows are white, you know? Right. Exactly. So I do remember the uproar surrounding the show. Just yes,
1: there was uproar about that. There was uproar about dear white people, um, which is on
0: Netflix. White people was good. I liked the first better than the second mm-hmm. with the original characters, but dear white people, I actually suggest that to a lot of our white listeners especially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a good one of course we want to give honorable
1: mentions to um the game and lovecraft country which is uh i have yet to watch lovecraft country but i've heard it's all that that. i've heard it's wonderful and that is a predominantly black cast which is great so just a couple to give an honorable mention to that have you know, because a, a lot of times we talk about iconic Black shows, we always talk about what's going on in the 80s and 90s, like, oh my gosh, Cosby show Fresh Prince. Yes, of course,
0: which paved the way for what we're seeing today. Queen of with- Sugar is another one that Black folks... Just Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. Sugar. Queen is, Sugar. Um, another yeah. one, too, that um, a lot of Black people suggest.
1: Yes. Um, and that one's I'm on one. Oprah I'm Winfrey Network, so I've never been able to watch it because I don't have own, but... Um, I don't, I don't think it may be on Hulu and I don't have Hulu either, but, yes. uh, and I yeah. think Love Ca- Lovecraft Country and Queen Sugar are like the only two non-sitcoms that I can think about. And we were talking about this before we were recording, just the fact that like all of the, the like the, all of these shows besides the shows on like, all, I know there's more than one sit, um, more than one full length show on OWN. I believe that's black because it's it's Oprah's network network obviously, um, but with Queen Sugar being the predominant one. But like we don't really have full length feature black shows like that. We have yet to get a full on fifty five minute drama that is all black. That we have um is, that is not that is not just okay. There's a black couple black characters here and there, but I'm talking about all black or predominantly black.
0: Powers a good you one. Know for people oh, who are power. looking for that power and that's ghosts, right. ghosts is- oh and um you're right I I apologize and Atlanta and the shy and yep Atlanta and the shy the shy is a good one too
1: okay that's um, my bad
0: I thought there was not that many but there, but there's not that many though there, there isn't that many few. there is isn't. but just thinking few. about it when you said 55 minutes are over I was like oh because I power I, I, yeah I love power. power
1: I forgot about power um, if there's any more that we're not thinking of, please let us know. Um, but that's Instagram also Twitter.
0: not going to show Black people in a non Empire. That was <laughs> like <it>. Empire, <laughs>
1: Empire, Empire, Empire.
0: Oh, Empire. I loved yes. Empire in the beginning, and then it just kept going and going, and I was like, okay, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I can't do okay. it anymore.
1: So but there, yes. There's a few. There's a few. But the most of the Black shows that we have are sitcoms, which I find mm. very interesting. I just yep. find it a very interesting fact. Um, but that being said, wrapping it up with our beloved, insecure. Why is insecure? The fact that insecure is what was what inspired us to make this episode. We were emotional when it ended. Uh, I know for me, I literally binge watched. Those were my
0: friends.
1: Literally, my friends. Uh, I binge watched it again after it was over. I like watched it from season one all the way through, um, just because like I wasn't ready for it to be done. <laughs> so you know something is good when you can end it and then immediately go back and watch it again so um what about for you what 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 how was insecure
0: so insecure was one of those um my friends started watching it before I did. at the time I wasn't really I, I think I wasn't just wasn't watching much TV, but I had a couple friends who were like, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this. If you're if you loved girlfriends, it's like girlfriends. I just remember it being compared to girlfriends a lot. And mm-hmm. when I started it, first of all, I absolutely fell in love with Issa's character just because she's so awkward. she's so, I mean, awkward is the bet. If you haven't read her book, um, "Adventures of an Awkward Black Girl," it it explains it perfect. It's misadventures of an awkward black girl, actually. And um, actually, it started from a web series, not a book.
1: So I would, in the web series, well, is still on YouTube. Su-
0: yeah, I was just suggesting the the book because it really, um, it it's kind of like compact. If you don't have time to watch the web series, but, um, I, it 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 explain, it explains her personality perfectly. But she's just so awkward and so funny and that wasn't even what got me what got me was the love story between her and molly um their friendship specifically like obviously all four of the friends have a great uh relationship but that friendship specifically the fact that there was so much focus on that is kind of what drew me in because I was like okay I'll watch this like thinking it's another love story especially when it started off with you know her and Lawrence having problems and him on the couch and not really being able to get like his life together I was like oh yeah I don't know um but then yeah I, I instantly fell in love with um the love that they had for each other and then the sisterhood I will say my favorite character probably is not everybody's favorite character but mine's Kelly Kelly is hilarious she <laughs> says, "What's a on lot, her mind?" A, a lot of people love Kelly. It's a lot of people's favorite character. So blunt absolutely. and just hilarious, and just I, I, I fell in love with Kelly. But it was the sisterhood for me, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I, I started watching Insecure from the beginning um, because I've been watching. I remember when the show was announced. I actually started watching The Misadventures of the Awkward Black Girl. On YouTube when it was a thing because I feel like I, I don't know if I've said this in an episode or if I've said it just to you Siobhan maybe I don't remember I'm things are starting to get blurry at this point but I remember I I am awkward black girl I am if you know me in real life you know I'm awkward black girl I probably don't appear that way online but I am I am clumsy I have like half swag but not all the swag um I can half dance but I can't full dance um, I can't sing. I'm not super sexy. Um, and Issa Rae is super sexy, but like in the beginning, she's just like a little awkward. Like she just has t-shirts and yeah, jeans, she didn't, and, like, have swag she at all didn't all really have she... swag in the beginning at all. Um, and that was me. Like I, i just was, I've, I was always like that. Like I, I was the girl that was wearing different colored chucks on Howard's campus. And when I'd you know, when people were like, okay, Caroline, like, let's grow up a little bit. Like I, <laughs> I was, I was that kid. Um, so seeing, seeing Issa Rae was, I mentioned with Joan on Girlfriends, yeah. same thing. Seeing somebody that was just awkward and black and that those two things could coexist. Cause all of my life I was meant to, I, I was, excuse me, I was led to believe that being awkward took away from my blackness. So seeing that it didn't take away from my blackness Seeing that you could still be awkward, but still bust the n word and still bust into your aave, but bust right on back out of it and oh, things like Easter's that. Wraps are
0: everything, right? Everything. <laughs>
1: um, that that was a huge part for me, and I also saw a lot of myself in Molly. I always thought I was originally going to be like Molly because I was everyone in my family, and everyone just kind of you know, looked at me and saw a lawyer or saw a journalist. I was, you know, like I was always told you're well-spoken, you're smart, you get good grades, you're going to go to law school one day. I was kind of projected these things over my life a lot. And um, and there's a lot of that that's, that's very much in me. I, I was the person that liked to also get dressed up and, and wear suits and and be on the speech team and, and do all of those kinds of things. And I'm an AKA and Molly's an AKA. And so I kind of, when I envisioned my adulthood, I envisioned it a lot like Molly's in a power suit, running an office somewhere, you know, doing the dang thing, putting on her white girl voice when she needs to, but then going and be doing hood rat things with her friends on the weekends. And that's kind of, I realized that when watching Insecure, I realized how much of that, that I didn't realize I was going to miss when I chose marriage and motherhood instead. And I kind of mm. it really
0: slapped me in the yeah. face. It's like, oh, you really, you really miss this. Like you I that think, that could have been you. I think that's the one thing from Insecure that I I really took away is um a lot of first of all I love that these were like mature women who found love at a, a more mature age. Like it wasn't Absolutely. like their early twenties, they're, you know, they graduated, they're getting married. Like they were well into their thirties. And I think that I kind of took that away. I almost felt like society has put this pressure on us to have this timeline of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Molly, she was feeling that pressure. Like she was feeling the pressure to be married, to be married. She, she really wanted to be married, but it didn't happen For her until later and I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing I kind of like looked back at like what would life have been like if I also focused on myself and only myself and my support system that was around me and got to experience that sisterhood because friendship is so different when you're married and you have kids and for it's it's just not the same and so um I, I I think that was just really satisfying to watch Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely very much the same and also like you said not only were they mature women but also they were black women that went to stanford they had degrees they were you know, they still li- they lived in a black neighborhood because it was L.A. and you could very easily do that, <laughs> and it was yep. affordable. Okay, like this—that's also very real. Like the millennials that went to school that ain't got no money. Like, let's honestly be real, because you right. can all go to the same school and you can all do well, and then some could could be like Molly and have a and have a thriving law law career, and some could be like Issa who can't get out of the nonprofit world and barely making ends meet. And right. I think that was such a realistic, just look at millennial life and how difficult it really can be. Um, and we've mentioned before where, you know, problems weren't specifically the, the, the black problems or the cultural later related problems and insecure were not the stereotypical ones. They were the real ones. They were yeah. the ones that were life actually problems. what we face as black people. It touched on racism. Of course, it touched on the way we experience it in the millennial age. Um, and it touched on the difficulties within the black community and how Issa made it her focus to amplify the community right there to find the local artists to find the fashion designers and the rappers and the up-and-coming people that weren't really given a chance and not only did she showcase that
0: in the actual show but
1: it's what she did to produce the show
0: oh um, yeah that's how you know? i i was watching that um the, the after show and um, well one of the after shows and I was listening to ha- her talk about how they didn't want well-known actors like they, yep. they didn't search for you know like the Denzels and the mm-hmm. y- yeah like the well-known the Will Smiths and all, and, and all those they they picked actors that people didn't know so that they were able to form their own character and I love that because when I saw them I didn't see so-and-so from the other show I saw them for just this character yeah um so I and love it gave that. them a chance to bring in new black talent like, like we oh, yeah. have to
1: most of the time as she said people just need a shot and I mean I have a sorority sister one of the um one of my line sisters which just means someone who crossed the same line as me at Howard she's a writer on the show and she got picked to be a writer on the show from a contest that she did she won, and she was brought in as a production assistant, and then she made her way to being in the writer's room. And now she went on to write Black Lady Sketch Show. She's a writer on Grand Crew on NBC. All of a sudden, she's got this great writer- writing career. And that's also the same for many other people that have worked on that show. And she said that security were people from the community that were in L.A. Like, she literally used people in the community. All the music was up-and-coming artists in L.A. All the yes. music you heard. We didn't know what that a- music was. Lit. So it, that, that is literally the example of what it means to, to
0: amplify the black community. Um, right. And we have to do it so many times. We have to do it ourselves. We have to lift at literally lift as we climb. Like mm-hmm. we're trying to get there ourselves. Cause I mean, Issa, Issa Rae, like she had some things out there, but she's by no means like a, a, a Grammy award-winning actress yet. Um, at the time when she's starting, she, started no, all she had this.
1: never. She had really never done anything. She went yeah, from her web series, her web series to to Insecure, the yeah.
0: and then this.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, um, I just thought that it was so inspiring, but also a testament to the black community to show that it's always us. We always have to put the team on our back. We always have to do the lifting. Um, and and I thought that it was very inspiring that she chose to do that. Cause she, I mean, she didn't have to, you know.
1: And it also shows that it's, it's proof that it's trash when all the white folks out, to, out there say that they don't have Black people to hire. It's actual trash. There's so much talent, but because right. of systemic racism and because of the structures of our society, the talent is within one little circle and you have to go into the community and speak the language to be able to find it and pull it out yeah. because it doesn't look like whiteness. And the way that you get seen in this, sus- in this society is if you are able to present yourself as some kind of palatable white version of yourself. And that shouldn't be that way.
0: No, sir, honestly, and I, I want to, the last thing I wanted to touch on was her name is escaping me, um, Amanda Seale's character. What was her, her Amanda Seale's character? Yeah, what was her character? Oh, Amanda? Tiffany? Tiffany. Tiffany, I love that they showed the struggle in motherhood when she was going through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. that really I think that that touched me a lot um, so i I was happy that they showed that
1: it all, I love the fact that they also showed a married couple within their friend group because we talked about like yes, there was singleness for Issa and Molly and Kelly and Kelly but. There's also a married couple as well, and that right. go it show it shows the dynamic of she was able to exist, she was able to be with her friends, but there was also you could also tell that's a little bit of the differences there too, things yeah. that they weren't always available for, you know, and of course when the baby came and things like that, the struggles she had when she was pregnant and she was trying to, you know, still hang with her friends, but she was very real and pregnant, and right. um, yeah, that that struggle of what it's like when you become a mother and. Yes, you're married and yes, you have your family, but you can feel so ostracized from your friends and, and it just changes everything and it really makes you think. So the way that they really included that struggle was, was wonderful. Um, Before we wrap up, there was a couple more honorable mentions. I feel like we just would be doing a disservice if we didn't mention sister, sister, um, because we know that Sister, sister, sister was such a great black show as well. Um, another one of those shows that I was able to see myself because I saw curly hair I saw um, same thing with kind of a little bit of awkwardness and um, academics and Tia I I really related to Tia growing up because I was that I was that girl I really cared about school and same thing you know was very made fun of for that so seeing that in Tia and Tamara and Um, I also just love how so many of our actors and actresses that were child actors and actresses have kept their head on straight. It really is a testament to the way that black people, black kids are raised, honestly.
0: And we talk a lot about
1: how there is generational trauma in black parenting and things that we need to correct. And that is very true. But there's a lot of stuff that we get right. And a lot of the things that black parents get right is that authority, is that we don't play this, is that level of respect, is that keeping your head on, not letting your head get too big. And that is why Tia and Tamara Mori are successful today, married with kids, doing the dang thing, not falling all out. Same with Raven Simone. Um, and you know, and not saying everyone has to be perfect, but really when you look at you look at the Black folks that really came up in the industry. They've done nothing but really make us proud. Um, and it's not perfect, but, you know, and even even people that started as adults, but just really are so iconic and legendary, um, like Denzel Washington, you know, they're... Yeah, they're Will Smith. W- Will he Smith, started young and He and started young, and he's doing nothing but successful things. And, of course, like, everyone's obviously made mistakes, and everyone has skeletons in the closet. But for the most part, they're really, um, r- really just they're they're doing their own version of generational trauma breaking just with their representation in Hollywood I would definitely say so sister sister Moesha um was another great one as well um and I never watched it honestly and I know that I get a I get a lot of flack for this but we can't uh can't forget to give an honorable mention to Scandal and that is another um full-length show I forgot about that
0: yes Scandal I did watch oh and how to get away with murder that's how, right uh how to get it yep that yeah there was a lot of black cast I wouldn't say it was all black but it was a lot yes. of black cast um Olivia 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 Pope. Olivia Pope I can't I her her name is Carrie Washington but she will always be Olivia unfortunately she will always be Olivia Pope to me but she did the dang thing in that um I, I mean it, it we were crushed when that ended so and I never, got, I them.
1: I wasn't able to watch Scandal. I don't remember why. I want to say it was just my lack of, like, access to television during the time it was airing. So I'm looking at the run, which was 2012 to 2018, which was like from when I graduated college to like just a couple of years ago. And I actually I spent didn't that- start
0: watching till later.
1: But where do you, Where is it even on now? It's on. I believe it's on Netflix now. Is it on Netflix? I was always under the impression it was on Hulu. And okay. I've never I've never had Hulu. I
0: think. But if it's, it's on, on Netflix, Netflix, I'll
1: I'll try to go back. But I just remember I never watched it during its original run because I just didn't have it. And I always felt left out. Everyone was talking about it on social media and I'm like, "I don't have access to TV because I'm broke." So, <laughs> I never watched it. I, um, I have a lot of catching up to do.
0: I um I started watching that kind of later on, but what it, what I started to really love about it is it, they started to kind of like bring what was kind of happening in the real world like I remember um they had a character who reminded me so much of Donald Trump and Mm. when they when it started to kind of like bring it to the real world started to make you think a lot about like politics and and things like that plus I just love Kerry Washington I remember she did a movie and I had um I had wrote something on Instagram about it and she dm'd me and (gasps) told me yes and I I saved it I'll have to um oh my god But she DM'd me and told me, thank you so much for watching and to take care of myself. It was after American Son because I was like, y'all, this is so emotional. Like I'm I was I was wrecked after that movie. And she was like, please take care of yourself. And I was like, oh, my my gosh. Yeah, I I, need to literally print that out. Oh, it's 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 definitely saved. I'm going to have to no, it's saved like in my phone.
1: Okay, I'm about to say like
0: screen print it out
1: frame yes. it what
0: i would pee my pants i would I... literally pee my pants uh yeah i love Carrie washington but um yeah um how to get away with murder we all know viola davis always does the thing always so yes. viola davis is beautiful. That, that was no less, less iconic no we
1: know that there's a lot of other shows that we have not mentioned like um steve harvey and wayne's brothers smart guy um <laughs> Everybody hates Chris, which had a good run there for a little bit. There's a lot of great shows out there. Half and half the Parker's. I used to watch that a lot. Okay. Um, okay. I used to watch all of us. There's a lot of great black shows out there. And we, you know, we definitely have thankfully been able to make a mark and make a continued mark. And I know we talk about how the lack of representation is there, which it is definitely still a struggle. We need to be able to see black shows, Asian shows, all the shows in the, with the same amount as we see white shows and until things are that equitable and that equal and communities of color don't have to make themselves palatable to white audiences. It'll always be a problem, but we can't always just focus on the problem. We have to focus on the progress. We have to focus on the joy. We have to focus on things that have just honestly contributed so much to our culture. And these shows have made such a big impact on our lives. And without them, I don't think we would be, you know, where we are to say where we are today to be able to see ourselves, be able to see versions of ourselves, be able to have relatable things and just feel like for once, like we don't have to be the victim. We don't have to be the criminal. We don't have to be the thug. We don't have to be the baby mama. We don't have to be the stereotype to be black and to be beautiful. And I think that's that pretty much sums up what these shows have done for us.
0: For sure. Absolutely. So well, I guess that that sums up our episode as well. Um, you guys, if you are not already, go check us out on Patreon, pa- Patreon, <laughs> Patreon. And you know, there's different tiers where you can follow and support. The lowest one being five dollars. Um, you guys also can follow us on Instagram, on Black Girl Voices, as well as our personal pages, which will all be linked in the show notes. And we will talk to you guys later.
1: Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast.
0: If you love today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com/blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello.
1: Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.